welcome to the Gold Standard on KCOU 88.1 FM, a special edition of the show today, which I'm super excited about. Um, yeah, today is KCOU Sports Saturday. I give it a little shout every week on at the end of the show, I'll be like, yeah, thanks for listening. Like, tune into Sports Saturday. Well, here I am um, for Sports Saturday. Um, all right. So, the Grand Prix of figure skating has been ongoing. And this, of course, is the event well it's not like i guess it's not the event because um the event would be worlds but um this is a really big event and i was i wanted to come on and talk about it so i'm very excited for that today is also like this is completely unrelated, but today is also KU Day. Um, so Mr. Brightside will simply be heard on this show today. It will be heard through town today. It will be heard at the court. Um, it simply will be everywhere. And so to really embrace that, I needed to play it on the show. Um, yeah, but let's talk Grand Prix because that's why I'm here. Okay, first thing I want to say is I think the ice dance competition got pushed back, which, mmm, tough, I'm going to be real. Um, so I'm going to try to prove to myself that I'm not insane, first and foremost, Okay, so if you take a gander on the U.S. figure skating Twitter, it does indeed say the free dance starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time today. Um, it does say the times are subject to change, and um, it does look like the event might have been pushed back, and I simply just could not tell you why. Because the other event that already happened this morning was the men's. Oh, wait, no. Okay. Hold hold the phone. Hold the phone. Okay. So it says on Peacock that it starts in 41 minutes. And then on the ISU. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I think I figured it out. The Junior Grand Prix Ice Dance is happening now, so it must be pushing back. <laughs> well, dang it. That kind of sucks. Um, it will, I guess, start while I'm still live. So technically, I didn't lie. Um, but I think I'll only see warm-ups. So that's tragic, but that would happen. But it's okay because we can still talk about the men's event that happened this morning. And I would honestly love to find out 
if I can find Shoma Uno's um, skate on YouTube, because we will be discussing that at length. Okay, so we've got his reaction, his short program. It's looking not, not great. Not great for finding that. Maybe I can find it on Twitter. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find it. That is my goal. Because um if you looked at my predictions, I did predict that Shoma Uno would win this competition. And, you know, I'm nothing if not correct. Was I correct about my other predictions? No. But um yeah, Shoma Uno did win. I feel like that could be inferred based on me trying so hard to find his free skate right now. Um, I'm like forgetting what the competition is called as I'm typing it in to try to find it. <laughs> you know, it honestly used to be so easy to find the skates like on... YouTube, and now it's nearly impossible. Can you believe it? Ugh, so annoying. Okay, yeah, doesn't look like I'm gonna be able to watch this uh, little skate, but the event happened literally at 6 30 a.m central time and i went to bed at like 2 30 a.m so i wasn't gonna be awake for it as much as i wanted to i honestly like thought maybe i would wake up for it but that was silly of me to even consider um Okay, I'm I'm giving up on this because I don't think I'm gonna find it and I would like to actually talk about the results. Okay, so let's just talk about the men's competition as a whole. So my predictions were that Shoma Uno would get gold, that Ilya Malinin would get the silver medal, and that Kalmira would get the bronze. I got two of the athletes that were on the podium correct, and um, I only got one placement of the athletes correct. Um, so we can start, um, uh, do I wanna talk about them in order of podium, or do I wanna talk about them in order of short program? and free program. I think let's do that. So in the short program, it was looking a little rough for the, the men who were not from Japan and also Shun Sato, who did fall on his opening quad Lutz, caught 
so much negative grade of execution, he got a negative 5.75 grade of execution. I thought the highest you could get for grade of execution was five, and the lowest was negative five. He, which he got negative fives across the board. From all the judges, he got a negative five. But then he got a negative 5.75. Make that make sense. I cannot. Because I, I don't actually get that. But rough, rough little go for him. Um, Ilya Malinin sat in fifth after the short program. Now, I was taking an exam while the med short was on. And I did, like, have it on. Um, but I couldn't keep a super close eye on it. But Ilya Malinin had a rough little go at it in the short program. He still came away with 80 points, which is honestly good. Like, for how much negative grade of execution that he got, that's still pretty good. He got called for landing on the quarter in on a quad sal. And then his opening quad toe, triple toe got a negative grade of execution. That quad sal that was on the quarter got negative grade of execution. His triple axle got quite a large negative grade of execution. His spin got a negative grade of execution. Oh my gosh. I honestly wish I saw that. He must have like stumbled over his own feet. And then his other elements did not have like great grade of execution either. So that really hurt him in the short program. Daniel Grossel, like I said, when he's on, he's on. But I don't trust him to be on because he is very mistake prone. And he made a lot of mistakes, including a fall on his opening quad LUTs, which also got a negative 5.75 grade of execution. Yeah, not that kind of killed him. Honestly, the rest of his performance was fine. But really, he, yeah, kind of killed on that quad LUTs. Um, the top three were all Japanese following the short program. Um, Shoma Uno was in first place. Soto, Soda Yamamoto was in second and Calmiro was in third. And honestly, my predictions were looking decent at that point because in my head I was like, yeah, I feel like maybe Soda Yamamoto falls off and like Ilya Malinin, he comes out with that quad axle and like, then my predictions will all be correct. Not the case. Also, okay, something I've said so much on the show, um, generally, but also this year specifically, is so the like benchmark for a fabulous men's performance for the short program would be 100 points. For the free program, it'd be 200. And then overall, 300. Shoma Uno. Okay, so nobody done it this season, right? No one had done it. And like last season, you had 
Nathan Chen, who's like always hitting it. Um, Yuma Kagiyama was hitting it. And oh my gosh, at men's US nationals, I think three skaters hit a hundred in the short program. Like, yeah, it, it was being done last season. And this season it hadn't been done. The highest score was like, um, I believe it was Ilya Malinin at Skate America before um, before the Grand Prix just happened. The Grand Prix final, I should say. Um, but in the short program, Shoma Uno got literally as close as you possibly could without hitting it. He scored a 99.9. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, simply sir, could not have been closer to hitting that 100 point mark. But then the little free program happened this morning. And that's when, of course, things got shaken up because especially it seems like in the men's performances, things get shaken up after the free. So, um, Calmira had a rough, it wasn't honestly that, well, it it wasn't great. He had kind of a rough free skate. He, he was last, um, truly last in the free skate. So, you know, that's not good. He started off with a couple decent jumps and then got negative grade of execution on a quad cell and then was just kind of like getting not great grade of execution on some other things. It looks like he's got a double toe on here, um, which got no, like <clears throat> no grade of execution. It's just zero, but I'm assuming he popped it. That would be my guess. I feel like Calmira is not planning a double toe. It doesn't seem like something you plan. My guess, because he's got two other quad toes in this program. So I'm I'm gonna just throw it out as a guess that that was supposed to be another quad toe. Maybe, maybe a triple toe, but I, I don't think he planned to do a double toe there. Um, and then had a nice triple axle, but then his next quad toe fell. But this one didn't get, I, okay, I don't understand. It, It looks like they just take off half, like, of the base value of the jump if it gets all negative fives for grade of execution, because this got all negative fives from all the judges, that's not half. I can't do math. No, I, I don't understand. Because he got all negative five in grade of execution, but then, or like from the judges, all negative fives, but then got a negative 4.75. Interesting. I, you know, this is why I like watching <laughs> the performances because then. Less of my commentary on it is 
me looking at the judges' scores because it's just different. It's a different vibe. Um, but yeah, so kind of rough go for Calmira. Daniel Grossel, oh my gosh, definitely a rough go at it. He had an under rotation, two jumps called on the quarter, and then, oh, I wish there was some kind of, oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, he had a couple jumps called for not having a clear edge. So, like, almost, like, almost every single jumping pass that he did was either looked at or, like, marked. So, that's very tough. And then Shunsato was fourth and that's simply all I'm going to say about that looks like based on the judges scores he had a fine performance okay Soda Yamamoto was third after or he got third in the free skate and he ended up second overall he earned the silver medal um he had a jump sequence no 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 he had a triple axle called on the quarter uh triple lutz that did not have a clear edge but other than that solid performance and then then our boy our usa boy <laughs> um Ilya malinin got second place in the free skate he earned a score of 191 in the free skate so pretty good approaching that 200 mark that we're looking at his quad axle i did see the quad axle it was posted on twitter and it was beautiful it was beautiful oh my gosh i like the fact that this man is not just performing a quad axle but like performing it well just it really gets me it really does because I just I've said before that I want athletes to not just go for the most difficult technical elements and to do things that they can do well but he's doing the most difficult technical element so well it's so impressive okay so let's go through his program shall we um so he started off of course with the quad axle which gets 12.5 points base value and he got three extra points in grade of execution for it. So that jump alone was 15.54 points. That's insane. That's totally insane. And then his next jump was a quad flip. And the base value there is 11. And he got 3.3 points in grade of execution. His grade of execution on his first three jumps is so good. It's so good. 
he got um, a 2.71 in grade of execution on his quad toe. He literally, he opened his, <laughs> he opened his free skate with four consecutive quads. He did the quad axle, then a quad flip, then a quad toe, then a quad sal. That's wild. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Um, he then also did another quad toe in like a sequence, which the the triple sal at the end of, of his sequence did, um, you know, it did get called for being on the quarter. So a little bit negative grade of execution there. But wow, just wow. <laughs> he had 98 points just in base value alone, which is more than Shoma Uno had. Shoma Uno, who got first, and he scored at 204.47, meaning that Shoma Uno was the first one to break 300 this season. It happened. Hooray! Um, so looking at his performance, honestly... His grade of execution is just wild. Like, I, yeah, it's in a lot of ways, honestly, kind of comparable to, to Ilya Molina's. Hold on. He had to have just done way better in skating skills. Precisely, actually. Okay. So that, that's a fun thing that we can dive into a little bit. And it, kind of proves me right hate to say it um so Shoma Uno technically he's like in the technical <laughs> side of the performance he scored three points less than Ilya Malinin he opened with three quads a quad loop a quad cell and a, a quad Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't I don't know why my brain just completely turned off. So sorry about that one. Um he also performed two quad toes later in his performance. So he had uh five five yes, five quads and so did Melina. Huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. I should stop. The numbers are all <laughs> blending together to me now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Let's talk about components because this is a huge, huge difference maker right now. And this is the difference in the fight that was... Nathan Chen versus Yuzuru Hanyu and Ilya Malinin versus Shoma Uno, which I did not think was going to be the fight. I do think going forward, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, how old is Shoma Uno? Let's find out. Um, this is what happens when you think <laughs> he's only 
24? You're joking. Isn't that, is he the same age as Nathan Chen? How old is Nathan Chen? Oh, Nathan Chen's 23. Also, the way Google pulled this up is pretty cool. <laughs> they have like a picture of Shoma Uno and like his age is displayed on top of it with like his birthday. It's, it's kind of a really cool design. I really enjoy that. Um, the same, like when I pulled up Nathan Chen's, it's the same way. Okay. I don't know how old I thought Shoma Uno was. <laughs> I think I thought he was like 26. So like not that far off, but definitely Shoma Uno definitely has another Olympic cycle in him. He can definitely shoot for 2026. And I don't think that I thought that beforehand. I, I just felt like he was closer to retirement than he actually is. And that's probably because I've now seen him at two Olympics, but interesting. Um, so I think with that, I guess, honestly, when Yuma Kageyama comes back from his injury, I think it might just be Shoma Uno and Yuma Kageyama duking it out at the top because I, I'd have to look back at Yuma Kageyama's um, components from last year, but I feel like they're higher than Ilya Malinin's. I do think that. So components is skating skills, how, like basically just like how good you are at like the performance aspect of it. Um, like your artistry and that kind of stuff goes into it as well. And Mr. Ilya Malinin simply, he scored 76 points. Um, uh, almost, almost 77, I think. The numbers are very small. I can barely see them <laughs> for that part. But, um, yeah, 76 points in components. Shoma Uno scored 92. So even though Ilya Malinin's performance was more difficult... And even like with his grade of execution, how well he did those elements, he had a higher score than Shoma Uno. But Shoma Uno, his skating skills and his artistry is so much more developed than Ilya Malinin's that he still like blew him out of the water. Well, I mean, it's it's 15 points, but like still, that's quite a bit for just being a difference in components, you know, like it's, it's a wide margin. Um, so I, you know, I definitely think that's something that Ilya Molina will be focusing on going forward. Cause he definitely has the technical side of it down. And with that quad axle, it puts him in any competition like period. Um, but man, those skating skills or just not just his skating skills, but just the components they need. They need some help 
truly. But that does put us at the result for the men's program being, in, in case you were confused by just the rambling that I've done for the past almost half hour now, third place, the bronze medal was Ilya Malinin of the United States. here in a score of 271.94. It's, it's fine. It's a good score. Is it 300? No. But it, it's, it's close. He can get there if he develops his skating skills a little bit more. Um, second place was Soda Yamamoto of Japan. Did not predict him to be on the podium. Oops-a-daisies. Um, he got a 274.35 and then winning the Grand Prix final for the men, of course, Shoma Uno, I, as, as I predicted, truly, um, he scored 304.46, swept, won the short program and the free skate and, oh my gosh, was 30 points above Soma, Soda Yamamoto. He won by 30 points. Good night. That's that's wild, truly. Um so congrats Shoma Uno. I, you know, Shoma Uno had like an off year after the Olympics uh in 2018 because he like switched coaches and it, he was uncoached for, for a moment. He had no coach and it was a rough go at it for a second. And so in my head, he fell off the face of the map and I was never going to see him again. That was incorrect. He's doing fabulous. And I'm going to be on the hunt for his free skate. Oh my gosh. There's going to be a replay at some point. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have the E network, but that's what it's on. I should look to see what time the replay is. And that, of course, would also have the commentary of Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir, which I live for. Um, Let's see. Okay. Actually, tomorrow on NBC at 4, well, at 3 Eastern. No, 3 Central. Maybe, just maybe. I will turn that on. I'll literally be here. I'll be back at KCOU. I'm literally going to be on four days in a row. So slay. Um, but yeah, so Shoma Uno won by 30 points. Crazy, crazy. And then Soda, Yama, Soda Yamamoto was a little less than three points above Ilya Malinin. But Ilya Malinin was over... 20 points ahead of Shin Sato, who scored a 250.16. So large gap between first and second, and then large gap between third and fourth. So kind of interesting. Not not what I thought was going to happen. Honestly, I thought it was going to be um, a closer run for the gold, but that turned out to be incorrect. And that just shows how important a short program is. Um, I think it is Johnny Weir who says you can't like a short 
The short program is not going to win you the competition, but it can lose you the competition. And I think we definitely saw that in 2018 with Mr. Nathan Chen at the Olympics. But I think that was shown again here with Ilya Malinin after the short program that he had. Okay. Um, so I talked about that way longer than I was. I thought I was going to. Are you shocked? Are you surprised that I talked longer than I thought I was going to? You shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, so that was the men. I'm going to kick it to a quick break. And when I come back, we will look at some other results. And the ice dance event should be on, I think, at 12.40. So I'll at least, I'll talk about it a little bit while they're warming up, I guess. Not what I thought this was going to be, but it is what it is. We adapt. We move on. Anyways, keep it here. It's great we got a cat. Hey, this is Julian from Whitney. You're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. That's it. <laughs> Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Oh, man. I get angry just thinking about it. It makes me mad. Little kids doing drugs, it turns my stomach. That stuff hurts. It stops you from living up to your potential. It holds you back. It hurts the user. It hurts his family. And it hurts his friends. I just want to shake some sense into you kids that are using drugs and think about using it. So remember, don't or else. Okay? I think I was going to play something else? Absolutely not. I'm going to let it play behind me again for a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really cracking myself up today. Okay. So, the only other event that is currently completed for the Grand Prix of figure skating is the pairs. And if there's one thing that those who listen to the show know it is that pairs is my least favorite discipline. I know little about pairs skating. I mean, more than the average person, <laughs> um, but less than someone who is really into pairs skating. Um, I'm turning this down just slightly more because it's distracting me. 
Um, okay. So my predictions for the pairs skating. I predicted that bronze was going to be... I just had another thought, but I'll give it a second. I predicted bronze was going to be Stiletto, Dudek, and Desham of Canada. Um, silver would be Kinnaram and Fraser of the U.S. And gold would be Miura and Kihara of Japan. Okay, what I just remembered was... So since I've been like actually watching the events and not just like going back and having to look at the results and just like get my info that way. Um, I have learned how to say some of these names and Desham, I didn't see that one coming. Also learned that, cause I've been going back and forth um, with Conti and Machi about if it was Machi or Masi. And I had settled, I started with Machi and then I was like, no, 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 I think it's Masi. It indeed was Machi. So yeah, learned how to say that one. So kind of slay. That one was easier. Desham, I, I guess that's like gotta be French. Well, his first name is I, no, I'm not even going to say it, but it sounds French. Probably Quebec energy. Anyways, moving on. So those are my predictions. Now, following the short program, I was patting myself on the back. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so smart. I'm great at predicting because that's exactly what it was after the short program. But... That was not the results, the final results. Um, the third place team was Conti and Machi of Italy. Their reaction to finding out that they got a medal, like, melted my heart. It was, it was just one of those moments. They were, like, excited. They were crying and, like, hugging each other. It was such a good moment. And it, like... It gave me goosebumps. They were on home ice. Like, oh, it was just, it was so good. Um, there definitely was, I would say, three tiers in this competition. You had the top two teams, the next four, which were, or sorry, not four, the next three, which were pretty close. And then poor Shannon Howe of the United States, who just really did not live up to what the other teams were doing but honestly an honor to be there great for the U.S. to have two Paris teams in the Grand Prix final I believe in the junior Grand Prix they either went the U.S. teams went one two or they went two three I can't remember but there were two U.S. teams on the podium so honestly I feeling good I now that I'm remembering I'm pretty sure they went two three but even still, like, pairs is, like, on the up and up for the U.S., so that's really exciting. Um, but, yeah, I said on the show that I believed that Kinnearm and Frazier were quite a bit above 
all of the other athletes besides Miura and Kihara, who I thought were like a little bit above Kinnearum and Frazier. Like I didn't think it was going to be a fight for the gold. And oh my gosh, was I wrong? Kinnearum and Frazier looked fabulous. Now, can Brandon Frazier land a jump cleanly? Ah, not really. I watched him spin out of, I think, like every jump he attempted. It was so, I was so frustrated with his jumps because Alexa Kinnearum was knocking him down. She was killing it. Their th- uh, um, throw jumps also looked fabulous. Like, it was the cleanest I've seen them skate all season. They got a personal best in the short program. Like, I was freaking out about how good they skated. They were in second place after the short program, which was exactly what I was expecting. But they were, like, I think within a point of Miura and Kihara. Like, it was a tight race going into the free. And, I mean, Kinnearum and Frazier finished just over a point behind Mira and Kiara. And I mean, like, yes, they still got silver, but I feel like them getting silver was a given because they were just, they are so far ahead of the other four teams that aren't Mira and Kiara. And I just like, I was just very impressed, honestly. Like, is this their highest over like ever score? No. Is it a season's best? Yes. By I think like almost 10 points. It was so refreshing to see them skate like that. And it was, I was so excited. Like, I never get this excited about pairs, but I was so excited about this. They looked fabulous. The fact that they kept it within a point, Amira and Kihara, who have looked stellar all season and who've looked like worlds away, even from Kinnearum and Frazier. I like, <laughs> I have no words almost like it was just so good to see and really, really exciting. And so now I'm like their next meeting, maybe four cons, but I don't even know if you send Miura and Kiara or Kinnearum and Frazier to four cons because it's so close to worlds and you don't want to risk them like getting hurt or anything. So the next time these two see each other could be worlds. And I, oh, wild. Just, it's so exciting. If if you're not excited, you should be because it's exciting. Um, but yeah, so those were the results of... The pairs program, just to put it succinctly real quick, Conti and Machi of Italy got the bronze. Kinnearum and Frazier of the U.S. got the silver. Miura and Kihara of Japan got the gold. Okay. So now, yay! Ice dance started! Slay, slay, slay! (laughs) Very exciting. I'm going to... Okay, I can hear it. I don't know if it's like you can hear it over the air at all. But they are warming up right now. 
Um, let's see if I can look at. Okay, so right now on the ice warming up is Hawaii Kim Baker of the U.S., Fearon Gibson of Great Britain, and Fournier Boudry and Sorensen of Canada. It's another one that I was like, oh, yeah, I've been pronouncing that wrong. Um, the other one that really got me, and I said this like 30 times after I heard them say it um, in the stream, was Gilles and Poirier. I have been saying Poirier, either Poirier or Poirier is what I have been saying. And I kid you not, they're pronouncing it Poirier. So that is what I will be saying now. But like, I was so off. And then Guinard of Italy, the way they're saying it, I literally don't think I can replicate. So <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about that. It is going to be Guinard, which I think is like close. So I'm fine with that. Okay. So since I stance is actually about to start now, um, let's go over the rhythm dance. So it's a tight comp y'all. Like it's, I wouldn't say it's anybody's game. I do. I think it's going to be between the top four, but Oh, it's, it's so close. Um, Chalk and Bates, I tweeted this, but Chalk and Bates finally looked like they like pulled it together. I I don't know what's been going on with them this season. I know I read that they like switched up their uh, their program and like just different stuff, and it's just seemed a little rough, like a little rough go so far. Um, but they had a great rhythm dance, and um, yeah, so let's just go through this. Hawaii and Baker currently sit in sixth place. They have 79.5 points from the short program. The fifth place team currently is Fearon Gibson of Great Britain, who have 80.75 points. And then fourth place team is Fournier Boudry. Boudry? Yeah, Fournier Boudry and Sorensen of Canada. Um, they have 83.16 points. The third place team is Guinard and Fabri of Italy, who have 84.55. Second place is Chalk and Bates of the United States, who have 85.49. And the team currently sitting in first place is Gilles and Poirier. Yeah. Get ready, because I'm pronouncing all these names right now. Um, but of Canada, they have 85.93 points, meaning there is less than a point separating first place from second place. There is less than a point separating second place from third place. There is just over a point separating third place from fourth place. And there are only like six points separating first place from sixth place. So, yeah, it's it's tight. That's it's a tight competition, truly. Um, I do 
still think I feel good about my predictions. And honestly, as I sit here and speak, I don't remember what they were. <laughs> um, let's take a gander because I did tweet them. But I did forget. Um, oh, I've simply, this is the most work my Twitter has gotten in such a long time. Okay, so my predictions were first place, Gillas and Puyarie, second place, Guinard and Fabri, and third place, Chalk and Bates. I kind of feel good about those. I'm not going to lie. I think those could hold up. Okay. Jean-Luc Baker and Caitlin Hoyek of the United States are taking the ice right now. Oh my gosh, this is what I thought the whole show was going to be. Partially me like talking about what's happening live and partially like updates. Honestly, did get a good a good talking about the men's program or uh, performances. So that that was good. But um so yeah, Hoyek and Baker, their rhythm dance They've got flashy costumes, for real. Um, I do like their costumes for the free dance. They've got like a little purple moment happening. Um, I'm trying to think. So Hawaii and Baker, they are consistently like the third or fourth team in the U.S. Now that's going to change this year because Chalk and Bates and another Ice Dance team Hubble and Donahue they were always like duking it out for the top two and then before they retired the Shibutanis also were part of that duking it out for gold every year situation and then Hawaii and Baker were like always right there in fourth place or then after the Shibutanis retired in third so um I think it's been good to see them be able to make the Grand Prix final. Um, definitely stepping into now that second spot in ice stance for the U.S. And I think, I mean, they were close to Chalk and Bates at Skate America, but I do think that Chalk and Bates are proving again here at the final that they are the number one team. Ooh, very nice lift. Well, you know, ice dance lift. Um, if you don't know, actually, this is not off topic really, but like kind of. So one of the differences between ice dance and pairs is that in pairs, you your lifts are like over the head and or like they can be over the head. And in ice dance, you can't do that. If you lift over the head in ice dance, it's like a deduction because you can't you can't do that. You have to get penalized for it. Or I maybe they even like disqualify the element. I don't know. I don't think I've actually ever seen it happen. Um so watch it happen today, you know, because that's how things go. But yeah, as far as my ice dance predictions go, I'll go back to that a little bit. Like I said, still feeling pretty good about it. Gillis and Poirier looked great in the rhythm dance. And um, 
So I do think they'll be able to keep that first place spot. I do think it got more interesting between Chalk and Bates and Guinard and Fabri. I think Chalk and Bates, I mean, sitting with just a little under a point advantage going into the free dance, you know, I think makes it a little more interesting because now Guinard and Fabri have to make up ground, whereas I thought that Chalk and Bates were going to be in that situation. Um, ooh, another really cool lift from Hawaii Baker. I guess I haven't watched <laughs> their free dance um, this season, but the like lift they just did, it's a little straight line lift. It did get a level four. That's the highest level you can get. But Baker was like down on his knee and then Hawaii like grabbed onto him and the ab strength for this move had to have been intense, but like her whole body was like in a, in a line. It was super sick. Um, so far from what I've seen on the scoring, it seems like they're getting good grade of execution and also their levels seemed pretty high. I do think their first twizzles, they both got level threes, but not, not bad. Um, and then a lot of their elements got level fours. Oh, so much emotion. I, I mean, this is such an emotional event with it being the final. But, oh, they seem so pleased with that skate. And they should be. It looked really good. Um, so, yeah, now they'll, of course, head over to the Kiss and Cry. And I should be able to get the results while still on air. So I'll probably wrap up with their score um do i think fournier boudry and Sorensen can get on the podium yes i do honestly i i think these top four teams really it's it's gonna come down to judges scoring and i hate that that is one of my least favorite things about figure skating is so much of it just relies on like what the judges like and but that's like the name of the game basically so could could be interesting to see that I think it'd be kind of boring to have um two Canadian teams on the podium but that is neither here nor there I guess but I'm also excited to see these programs. I don't remember honestly if I've seen any of the ice dance. I've actually like watched programs from like all of the other disciplines, but I don't think that I've even really seen the ice or all of the other disciplines, but I don't think I've even really seen the ice dance programs yet. But now that I'm saying that, I think I have seen Guinard and Fabri's. I feel like I'll recognize it when I see it. But yeah, oh my gosh, their their edges look very good. They like so if you watch the stream for these performances while they're in the kiss and cry waiting for their results, they replay all of the elements and kind of show them to the audience again and so you can really kind of see um how well they were performed. 
Um, for jumps, a lot of time they put them in slow-mo too, so like you can really see, and that helps you be able to see if they land. Oh, their score came up <laughs> on my live results before it came up on my stream. Um, okay. So they got a 118.56. Honestly, they honestly don't seem too like pleased with that score. So they have a 198.06 overall, which I honestly do think they're probably going to finish in sixth place. But I don't know. They honestly didn't seem that pleased with their scores in the rhythm dance either. So I'd have to look back, and I probably will before the show Thursday, and see what they're usually scoring, because I feel like that's pretty like on par with what they usually get, but maybe they're just not showing a lot of emotion, and that's, that's fine. So Fear and Gibson of Great Britain have just taken the ice, and I am out of time here, but... I'm so excited that I was able to come on today to talk about, you know, figure skating and talk about it while it's happening. And also, it'll help me so much on Thursday because it took me 30 minutes simply to even get through the men. So I'll be able to talk more in depth about ice dance and I'll probably... Maybe talk a oh, no, I'm definitely going to talk more about pairs, too, because um, I just remembered a couple things about pairs that I wanted to get to. But it actually gives me the time to talk about it on Thursday. So what I thought was kind of going to be like a two-show series on the Grand Prix, of course, turning into three shows. But I could sit here and talk about it forever and ever and ever. Um, one thing I will leave you on... Fear and Gibson are skating to Lady Gaga. And if that's not a sleigh, what is? Um, make sure to keep listening to KCOU as today Mizzou takes on KU and basketball. I'm literally about to go like straight from here to get in line, camp. Um, th so that's going to be very exciting. If you want to get more like live updates and reactions from me about the Grand Prix. I've actually done a good job of tweeting um, about the Grand Prix, final at least. And so you can check that out on my Twitter at Care Brown Sports. But yeah, keep it here for the rest of Sports Saturday. You can hear me on the air again tomorrow for some women's basketball as I am on the pregame, halftime, and postgame shows for that.